today's episode, two best friends turn their backs on a third after they stab her 19 times, leaving her to die alone in the woods. Blaming it all on the fictitious character, Slender Man. Is he real or is it a myth? I'm brain malfunctioning today. That's what's up. I'm going to be honest. That's what's it's happening. Okay. It's okay. Lo's seen it. She, I've only been here like an hour and she's seen it multiple times. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Um, you know what is really good though? Tell me. Tell me. Actually, it's not that good. It is good. Could've not been, for me. Could have been for better. For others. Could have been better. Anyway. So, me and my husband... Uh, we went out for dinner the other night to Mexican restaurants on the street. Yeah. It was good, you know, cozy, cute little place, whatever. Get back home and find out at the other Mexican restaurant that we didn't choose, Dax Shepard was there. How upsetting. Like three miles from my house. Oh, my God. Oh, I couldn't believe it when he showed me. I'm like, he was in my hometown, Waterford, Michigan. Oh, my gosh. I... Missed him. Yeah. If you guys are new to our podcast, just know we love Dex Shepard. He's our homie. He's our best friend. He doesn't know it, but he is. Yeah, he'll know it one day. Um, But that's really devastating that you were so close and that you were also at a Mexican restaurant, but you just picked a different one in the same town. Could you imagine if you picked that one and he walked in? I would cry for you. Oh, my God. I'd be totally fangirling out and my husband would be embarrassed and you would be like, oh, my God, the one time I'm not with you. And no, I would be like, hold him down. I'm on my way. Kinky. <laughs> hey, whatever gets the job done. Okay. All right, all right, all right. That's another segment. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, exciting, kind of. Could have been. Was, but, yeah, like you said, for other people. <laughs> but it's exciting to know he was here. Yes, yeah, definitely. Maybe one day we'll run into him. Here's hoping. <laughs> now, of course, we usually do wine with these episodes, but this week we're switching it up, uh, sipping on some sheepdog peanut butter whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's my fave. Yeah, peanut butter whiskey is the only whiskey I've ever enjoyed. And if you put a little bit of grenadine in it, it makes a nice peanut butter jelly Ooh, shot. Ooh, I'm going to have to try that. You're dangerously good. Like, Oh, gosh. So it's for a specific time and place. <laughs> I mean, any day that I'm going to Hawaii after 5 o'clock. You know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> Noon if it's a Saturday. <laughs> right. Noon. I was going to say 11. <laughs> I like the way you think. <laughs> okay, so today's story is Slender Man. And the devastating story that comes along with it. So, on May 13th, 2003, it's a Friday night in Waukesha, Wisconsin. It's an upper middle class suburban of Milwaukee. Peyton is excited. She's 12 years old and she's about to go to a sleepover at one of her best friend's house with her other best friend. Morgan Geyser 
Is that how you say it? I believe. And Anissa Weir. They did normal girl things like running around the house, laughing, screaming, giggling. All girls just want to have fun things. And then they decide that they were going to go to the park the next day. Um, and normally they would have to have adults with them. But because it was Morgan's birthday, her mom decided they were going to let them go alone. Little did she know, the one she should be worried about was her own daughter. Yikes. They, they never know. The parents never know. It's going to be their kid. After planning this for six months, these 12-year-olds, six months, Morgan admitted after she got arrested, the girls headed to the park after hanging out, and they all went to the bathroom, and I guess Peyton must have been outside. I have to imagine. The two girls go into the bathroom, and... They were going to stab Morgan in the bathroom while she sat on the toilet. Um, they decided because the blood would go down the drain that was right there by the toilet. But because they were both, um, I don't know if they were too scared or what was going on, but neither one of them could get their shit together. So they decided not to. Let me tell you, they had three plans. So they had backup plans. That's... Before you even say the plans, the fact that they had three plans is so just absurd. Like, that's scary. Yeah. That was plan number two, actually. The first plan was they were going to duct tape her mouth in the middle of the night while she fell asleep at the sleepover. Um, However, they were both too tired to do it, so they let her just sleep. Hmm. How kind of them. God. So after that failed, then they decided they were going to go to the park. So they pack a five-inch blade steak knife, throw it in their backpack, they go to the park. Um, The bathroom scene fails. So then they convince her to walk through the woods. I mean, holy fucking detailed planning, Batman. They, like, really think this shit through, okay? Right, and at such a young age. So, I mean, to compare, well, if we do it here, the blood will just go down the toilet and down the drain, so there'll be no mess. No fuss, no mess. So, anyway, so, um, they decide to, can I just say, at 12 years old, I'm sorry, I'll get on with the story in a minute, I was trading stickers and playing Academy Award winner and singing (laughs) To New Kids on the Block and Debbie Gibson with my Snyder sister friends. But, I mean, hey, what do I know? Oh, my, it's for real. 12 years old. I might have been still collecting butterflies, you know? <laughs> like. I mean, I wanted to be Whitney Houston. They wanted to be Ted Bundy. I don't know. Yeah, I everyone's mean, got their own dream, I guess. <laughs> so, after a few minutes, they joined Peyton back outside. They convinced her to walk to the woods. She voiced that it seemed weird, but nothing ever happened here in Washaka. So she decides to go with it. She tells 2020 that um, they convinced her to carry on with the day. And Morgan and Anissa, Anissa say that they told her it was to go bird watching. And I quote from Morgan in her disturbing confession. It's sad how gullible people can be when they trust you. 
from a 12 year old's mouth i mean that's cold that's that's crazy that's sociopathic like when you're that young and you're like thinking like that scary so they get to the woods and they decide you know they want to play hide and seek they convince her to play and Nissa says, you know, bury yourself with sticks and leaves. So she lays on the ground. She does it. Then they come back and Morgan takes out the knife. And Anissa tells her, go crazy, go ballistic. And so Morgan does, stabbing Peyton 19 times. Wow. They tell Peyton that they are going to go get help, but they don't. Instead, they walk five hours out of the city heading to a mansion Nicolet National Park, which is where they believe Slenderman lives. So they were going to see him. I don't know what they were going to say to him when they see him, but (laughs) they were off to see the wizard. (laughs) And that's when they must have got tired because they decided to sit down by the freeway. And that's where the police picked up the two girls. Um, And then, so meanwhile... Um, a bike rider finds Peyton, who crawled out of the woods, bleeding to death. Oh, my gosh. Um, is right there on Big Bad Road. He calls 911 and stays with her till help arrives. He asks, you know, who did this? And Peyton was conscious enough to say, you know, Morgan did. She was also able to tell the police how big the weapon was. And it was a pretty large blade. Um, so the police find Anissa and Morgan and you can see the chilling interviews that 2020 put out and you can see the um, confessions in the cells and while they're waiting the one girl is just like twirling in circles just walking back and forth the other one is more meeker she's sitting there but one of them is just like a day in the park the cops like you know why did you do this and she's like you know because Anissa told me. She blamed everything on the other one. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Anissa told the truth, said it was Slender Man, and this was the plan. Morgan kind of deflected and kept saying it was Anissa's plan, it was Anissa's plan, you know. And she's like, you know, I figured it'd catch up with me eventually. So I knew I'd probably get in trouble, but I just didn't know when. Oh, my God. To be, like, so unaffected by stabbing your friends 19 times... Yeah. Also, I have to say, side note, how fitting is that road name, Big Bad Road? Oh, I know. Like, I saw weird. that in there. And like, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, at one point, Morgan asks if uh, Peyton died, and they said, you know, as of now, she's still alive, but they don't know. And she's like, oh, I was just curious. Like Psycho. Yeah, it's really sad like not concerned just curious yeah wow so while both girls seem oddly calm and relaxed anissa seems more honest and morgan seems to just blame everything on anissa anissa blames it on slenderman you know the fictitious character from creepy pasta wicca 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 oh wiki like wikipedia and i think that's like a um like a, a board where people can just like say different things and create different things. So much of the fascination with Slenderman, it's rooted in an overall era of mystery that is wrapped, that it's wrapped in. And despite the fact that he rumored to kill children, 
almost exclusively, it's difficult to say whether or not that is his only objective is to slaughter. And you can see, like, we'll get into it later, but if you go online, you can see, like, random pictures of him in the background of all these yeah. parks and schoolyards. and Kind of creepy. Yeah. Now, police officers are in shock of this story. They were not expecting this at all. Like, they figured, you know, maybe some drama over a boy or something, but, like... Yeah, not Slenderman. That was probably the last thought yes. that would ever cross their minds. Peyton went into surgery, living by hair. Literally, one more, just more, she would have been dead. Wow. Um, literally, just missed her vein. Um, that would have killed her. She has 25 scars, 19 stab wounds, and six surgery scars, including over her heart, liver, pancreas, and stomach. How sad, like how devastating, this poor little girl, like she just went to go to her friend's sleepover thinking she was just going to go and have a fun time. And then her friends, not only obviously were stabbing her, but like plotting this, like plotting her murder for however long. Like, Yeah, they said that the girls didn't have many friends, um, Morgan and Anissa. And Mm -hmm. in the interview, Peyton does say like, I, you know, wanted to be Morgan's friend because nobody would be her friend and I didn't think anybody shouldn't have a friend, so I befriended her. Wow. Such a sweet... That's so sweet. And you then wish they repay all, her like that? I wish all girls thought that way. Yeah. Wow. That's messed up. So the trial in 2017, Anissa was sentenced up to 25 years in a mental institution for first degree attempted in, inten, intentional... Ooh, sorry. <laughs> homicide so my thinking on that is like if you can try to murder somebody you need prison i yeah i know it's hard because she's 12 but i feel she should be in a mental institute up until she's 18 and then finish her sentence in a prison yeah i i 100 agree um definitely yeah her mental state needed to be uh yeah evaluated but she literally was plotting and stabbing her other 12-year-old friend for 19 times. Like, yeah, she needs prison. Now, I don't think Anissa did any of the stabbing. But she did do the plotting. plotting. She did. She's the one that yelled, go ballistic, go crazy. She was the one, I think, that put all the Slender Man stuff into motion. Okay. And got her other friend on board. So she was like the puppet master. Uh, Yeah. So she appeared on Wednesday before the court and the circuit judge, Michael Boren, he sentenced her in December of 2017 to 25 years at the Winnebago Mental Health Institution in Oshkosh. Now the jury found her not guilty due to mental illness. Fuck. Mm. Sorry, that really just grinds my gears. Yeah. So Weir said that she no longer poses a risk to others and she now wants to be released. She submitted a letter to the court, which I will try to post that on our social as is. But it reads, I hate my actions. Now this was on May 31st of 2014. Um, But through the countless hours of therapy, I no longer hate myself for them. I have exhausted all the resources available to me at Winnebago Mental Health Institution 
if I am to become a productive member of society, I need to be a part of society. Well, I mean, you kind of lost a privilege. Yeah. Her lawyer told WISN 12 that Nick Bauer, Brower, spell check on the name, three doctors agreed she could be released. Like, <sighs> I just don't get it anymore. She also said that Weir has done well with treatment at Winnebago and was ready to move forward with her life. Is Peyton? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure Peyton has moved forward with her life, but she's reminded every day when she sees those scars. Oh, my gosh. And I'm sure she is terrified, like, with this girl out. Like, I'm sure she has some type of, like, you know, uh, what is that called? A Like PST. Like a, no, a restraining order against them. Um, But still, that's scary. And, I mean... Good luck to these girls that were making friends again. I don't know. She's always applied herself to anything that's been asked of her. Her attorney, Maura McCann, said it's important to her. Look at her. It's very important to her that she continues to improve throughout her life and use her experiences to help others. Help them what? Sharpen knives? Right. So as of July 2021... In Madison, Wisconsin, a Wisconsin judge ordered the release of the woman who has spent only three and a half years in a state mental health facility. That's wild. So she's out. Three and a half years and she was sentenced to 25 years. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I really hope that she was getting mental help because obviously she needed it. But she, she wanted to murder someone. Thank God she didn't end up murdering her. But... Three and a half years is not enough time. Now, Morgan, the one that actually did the stabbing, um, 12 at the time of 2014, uh, she, Gray, I'm sorry, the her attorney, Matthew Pinks, had argued that she should have been charged with attempted second degree international intentional homicide, which would have placed the case in a juvenile court. Instead, she was charged with the attempt of first-degree intentional homicide, which put the case in an adult court. Well, don't try to kill your friend, and yeah, I mean that's kind of adult things. <laughs> I think it should be, but yeah, it shouldn't be anybody's things. But yeah, definitely not a twelve-year-old's. So, but Wisconsin's second district court of appeals found that Waukesha County Circuit Court correctly kept their case in adult court saying found it probable cause that she had committed attempted first degree intentional homicide. He also said that he planned to appeal Wednesday's ruling to the Wisconsin Supreme Court. Morgan's fight is not over, he says. The Court of Appeals dodged serious issues and the case immediately struggled with some of the areas of flaw. This Waukesha County District Attorney, Susan Opper, who prosecuted the case, did not immediately return a message seeking comment. Morgan pleaded guilty to attempted first-degree intentional homicide with a deal with prosecutors to avoid prison. She was found not guilty by reason of mental disease or defense. She was ordered to spend 40 years in a mental health institution because she was 
the mastermind and did the stabbing. <clears throat> Greer's attorney argued that on appeal that she couldn't really understand what rights she gave up when she agreed to speak alone with the detective while she was in custody and confessed to the stabbing. The appeals court said it didn't need to rule on whether that because the court didn't make a mistake allowing comments to the police. So basically it wasn't a big deal. I think it even said in an interview like in that state you don't have to have an adult with you. Oh wow, really? Wow. Yeah, I believe or something of that sort. Yeah. Um, even if the lower, lower court was wrong, such error was harmless beyond the reasonable doubt due to the additional unchallenged and overwhelming evidence in this case, the appeals court had commented. As for Peyton, she has moved forward. This girl is so brave. Probably more forgiving than she should. Yeah. Um, she says that she gave Morgan a chance when she had no friends. She didn't want her to feel left out. Probably regrets that one. Yeah. Ugh. However, I do wish all little girls had a friend like Peyton. Yeah. However, for a long time, she sl- Peyton did sleep with scissors under her pillow just in case and claims that if the girls did get released, she would not feel safe. That is so sad that she, I mean, I don't even blame her to feel so unsafe. Like, and I can't even imagine the amount of trust issues that comes along with that situation like you think these girls are your friends and then they try to literally murder you it's not like they're talking crap behind your back which is still a horrible thing to do to a friend but to plot out and murder like the amount of ptsd and trust issues that has to come along with that i mean that poor girl and then to have backup plans in case this one don't work we'll do it here yeah and then to have one girl released after only three and a half years that's traumatizing. That has to be, she's, I'm sure she still has to be so scared going to sleep every night. I would be. Yeah, same. Me too. Maybe they moved and we'll give Hopefully, a peace of mind, you know. Yeah, yeah I, I hope her parents, you know, moved her away from that area just to get a fresh start. But yeah, Slenderman, apparently uh, he's the one to blame, according to, to the Morgan and Anissa. Um, so let's kind of talk about Slenderman and, you know, where, where this started and where it came from and everything that comes along with him. So the Slenderman is a fictional supernatural character that originated as a creepypasta internet meme in 2009. Uh, he's depicted as a thin, unnaturally tall humanoid with featureless head and face. He's like wearing a black suit. Um, however, like this willy willowy figure um he isn't just an urban legend spawned from you know all the internet's creepiest corners uh he's actually responsible like we just talked about for several real life attempted murders um people really stuck to his story and whether they truly believed in him or if they just used that as an excuse um it, it they did stem from slenderman which is scary so Stories of the Slenderman commonly feature him stalking, abducting, or traumatizing people, um, like we said, most commonly being children. Uh, So let's kind of touch on the history of Slenderman. 
before we get into the real life dark shit that uh, came along with this scary AF character. <laughs> so Slenderman was created, like I said, back in 2009. Um, he was created by a guy named Eric Nudson, who goes by Victor Surge on the internet. He was created for a contest, actually, on the website called Something Awful. Uh, specifically, Nudson designed Slenderman for the Create Paranormal Images thread, which was having participants Photoshop existing photographs. The Slenderman started off as like a tall, creepy, slim, spider-like figure that was Photoshopped into two innocent pictures of kids playing. So like how Lo was saying, you see him in the background of pictures of children playing. So he supplemented his submission by adding text to his photos, supposedly coming from a witness, uh, describing the abductions of the groups of children and giving the character the name Slenderman. The quote under the first photograph read, We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outreached arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. Creepy. <laughs> The second quote um, for the second photo that he submitted, it said, One of two recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities cited as film defects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. So I get, like, if this traveled around you know, the internet after he created these, I totally get how people would latch onto this and be like, oh my God, this is real. Especially back in 2009 when the internet, I mean, it wasn't new, but like memes and stuff like that were very like relatively new. So I could totally see people like latching onto this and being like, oh my God, look at this, this guy, this creepy tall figure is like taking children and stealing them away. Yeah, I just remember everybody like, in the ages of like seven to seventeen, all had Slenderman Halloween costumes. <laughs> yeah, it was probably a big thing. <laughs> yeah, I remember being in my daughter's elementary school when she was there. Um, they wouldn't allow it though. Oh, really? They banned that one. Yeah. Too dark. I get. I get that. Especially, yeah, like with the with the stories that go along with it. So, Nudson's images soon found their way onto 4chan, which is, um, it's an anonymous image board website, um, and then it ended up going viral, which, you know, of course we know, and soon the Slenderman started appearing in videos, photos, and even games. Uh, for example, Minecraft's Enderman character is said to be based on him, and pretty quickly, Slenderman entered the realm of urban legends, you know, starting from an internet contest into a full-blown, terrifying, boogeyman-like creature who preys on children. Super fun. <laughs> uh, here's a quote from Nudson explaining why the story of Slenderman took off, even though the figure was clearly manufactured, um, and, you know, he admits that he's the one who manufactured it. He says... It differs from the prior concept of the urban legend in that it is on the internet and this both helps and harms the status of the Slender Man as one. In my personal opinion, an urban legend requires an audience ignorant of the origin of the legend. It needs unverifiable third and fourth hand or more accounts to perpetuate the myth. On the internet, anyone is privy to its origins as evidenced by the very public something awful thread. But what is funny is that despite this, it still spread. So I get that. Like, 
you know, Urban Legends, uh, we'll plug our episode that we just did a couple weeks ago on Urban Legends. That comes from, it's like a game of telephone of people starting the story, moving from one person to another, but nobody really knows where it came from. Whereas Slenderman, we know where it comes from because you can, you know, if you're good with computers, you can find it back to the original posting. Um, so I, I get what he's saying about how it's kind of interesting that it became this urban legend. Because the Slender Man's fictional mythology has evolved without an official starting story for reference, his appearance, motives, habits, and abilities are not fixed, but they change depending on the storyteller. Uh, he's most commonly described as very tall and thin with unnaturally long tentacle-like arms, which he can extend to intimidate or capture prey. In most stories, his face is white and featureless, but occasionally, in some stories, his face appears differently to, like, anyone who sees it. Uh, he appears to be wearing a dark suit and tie, and the Slenderman is often associated with the forest and or abandoned locations and has the ability to teleport. Proximity to the Slenderman is often said to be a trigger, um, it like triggers this slender sickness, which is a rapid onset of paranoia, nightmares, and delusions accompanied by nosebleeds. Um, so note to self, avoid eye contact with Slenderman so you don't get all effed up. <laughs> uh, and early stories featured him targeting children or young adults. Um, some featured young adults who were driven insane or to act on his behalf possibly becoming like possessed by him and not able to control their actions while others did not and others claim that investigating the slender man will draw his attention so you know basically ignore the topic and he won't come for you <laughs> so we're screwed because we're talking all about it tonight <laughs> we're on a little bit of candy man and bloody mary and exactly we're gonna have a fun night <laughs> the web series marble hornets uh put the idea of proxies, which are humans who fall under the Slender Man's influence, into play. Uh, though initially these proxies were simply violent, insane, rather than being like puppets for the Slender Man, Hor uh, Marble Hornets also introduced the idea that the Slender Man could interfere with video and audio recordings, as well as the Slender Man symbol, which is like an O with like an X through it, I guess is my best uh, way of describing it. You can Google it <laughs> to get a better... Uh, picture of it uh, but that becomes a common identifying piece of Slenderman and graphic violence and body horror are uncommon in the Slenderman myths with many narratives choosing to leave the fate of his victims kind of like unknown so it's kind of like leaving the story up to who, whoever is interpreting it I guess now media scholar and folklorist Andrew Peck touched on why he believes Slenderman became such a huge and popular trend uh, he attributes the, sex, the success of Slenderman to its highly collaborative nature. Because the character and its motives are surrounded in mystery, users can easily adapt existing Slenderman signs and imagery to create new stories. This ability for users to tap into the idea of others while also supplying their own helped inspire the collaborative culture that came out of the Slenderman. Um, so, you know, the Slender Man is similar to campfire stories or urban legends, and it, it, his, this character's, like, success basically just comes from allowing both the social interaction and personal acts of creative expression. So, basically, it's not, like, a set-in-stone story where people, and people can just, like, make it their own. 
So although nearly all of the users understand that the Slender Man is not real, they do kind of hold back that disbelief uh, just in order to become more into it when telling or listening to the stories. This adds like a sense of authenticity to Slender Man um, and his like legend performances and it ends up kind of blurring the lines between legend and reality. So it just kind of keep the storytelling going overall. And this type of vagueness of whether he's real or not when people pass down the different story versions of Slenderman has led to some confusion over the character's origin and purpose. Only five months after Nudson's creation, George Norrie's Coast to Coast AM, which is a radio call-in show that is devoted to paranormal and conspiracy theories, it began receiving multiple callers asking about the Slenderman. And two years later, an article in the Minneapolis Star Tribune described his origins as difficult to pinpoint. So people did not know where this was coming from. And that's, yeah, like we said, that's why it became such a huge thing. Because people truly believed that this was some real creature roaming the forest. And all the dark souls came out intrigued. Yes! (laughs) I love that. Eric Knudsen, he has commented that many people, despite understanding that the Slender Man was created on the Something Awful forums, they still entertain the possibility that he might be real. The idea of Slender Man was virtually everywhere, and everyone had, like, they least heard of this creepy creature's name. I mean, I definitely remember hearing about it when I was younger. So, this started in 2009, uh, so I was in 7th grade at the time, and... As you're laughing. And I can for sure pinpoint first hearing about Slenderman. Like, I was in middle school. I don't really know how much of the details about it, but I do remember people referencing that name and seeing, like, the creeper, creepy picture of him, too. And then 2009, I was 29 years old waiting for my future best friend to graduate high school. <laughs> and, hey, you heard of Slenderman, so he covered all the bases and all the all the different age groups. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> This story was so huge that it it made its way into TV shows, video games, and it even has a feature film dedicated. Um, And you you guessed it, it is called Slenderman. (laughs) So this movie is basically about small town best friends Haley, Chloe, Ren, and Katie. They go online to try and conjure up the Slenderman, which stays true in the movie as like a tall, thin, horrifying figure. Um, whose face has no features. And a couple weeks later, Katie, one of the friends, mysteriously disappears during a class trip to a historic graveyard. And eventually her friends soon figure out that the legend of the Slender Man and how they conjured him up is actually the reason for their friend going missing. There's a lot more to the movie, obviously, but, you know, it's pretty entertaining and a freaky film. So all you horror fans definitely want to watch that one if you haven't done so already. Now, of course, Slenderman is this creepy, mysterious figure that can definitely give you goosebumps when you see pictures of him or hear the creepy tales that people have made up about him over the years. But yeah, I mean, the truly horrifying part and the scariest part about Slenderman is that he has inspired these real life, like, things like the stabbing that Lo was talking about. I mean, chills as if this character couldn't get any more scary. (laughs) yes um so you know you touched on Peyton's story and that was probably the biggest one um 
And in response to the incident, Eric Knudsen, the guy who created Slenderman, um, he spoke out about that horrific crime. And he said, I am deeply saddened by the tragedy in Wisconsin, and my heart goes out to the families of those affected by this terrible act. Which obviously this was not directly his fault at all. I mean, he originally created this character years prior just for an online picture contest. But I'm sure he feels awful about the situation and that his creation ultimately inspired these girls to stab their poor innocent friend. Um, which I also say friend with air quotes around it because no one who gets stabbed by someone would ever consider that person a friend. You'd stop being their friend? If you stabbed me? Hmm. Probably. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. What about like a, just like a paper cut? No, I'd forgive you for that. Yes. <laughs> you gonna slide with the paper cut, but if a knife comes anywhere near my skin, we we done. <laughs> okay. Okay. And you get in a restraining order. <laughs> Fine. So just keep that in mind moving forward. <laughs> just some <laughs> notes. <laughs> that was my plan the next Saturday. <laughs> If this uh, if this podcast <laughs> mysteriously ends, just know Lo tried to come at me with a knife. <laughs> uh, so, in addition to the attack on Peyton, there have been numerous other crimes connected to the fictitious Slenderman, uh, mostly always involving young teenagers. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, so, after the Wisconsin stabbing, a 13-year-old Ohio girl who was believed to be obsessed with Slenderman attacked her mom with a knife. That same year, a 14-year-old girl from Florida reportedly set her house on fire after reading about Slenderman. Like, I mean, yikes, is there like some sort of weird subliminal messaging when these kids are looking up stories and pictures of Slenderman? Like, did they use Slenderman as an excuse for doing these things or like what? And they're all like 12, 13, 14. They're right, like kids. It's so wild to me that so many incidences happen just from people reading about him and, like, looking up things. I don't know exactly what, like I said, the stories change and vary so much about him because everyone kind of makes up their own thing. But, like, I don't know which ones they were reading, but it had to be really messed up to actually, you know, make them want to do these things. After all these crimes and confirmations that Slenderman is a non-real legend, people, non-real, uh, even in September 2018, tabloids were reporting Slenderman sightings. Literally, The Sun published a piece called Real Slenderman Spotted. Terrifying footage emerges as man goes missing in forest. Like, geez, now Slenderman, like, He's definitely scary, but what is scarier to me is just, like, the impact that this fake news can obviously have on impressionable kids and just people in general reporting these fake urban legend-inspired headlines. I don't know. It's pretty, pretty scary. Um, now, going back to the film that was released in 2018, there was some controversy that surrounded it. While the movie isn't specifically about any of the real-life crimes that occurred because of Slenderman, Bill Weyer, um, who was the father of Pate, uh, of one of the girls in the attack, it was an Anissa, right? Anissa Weyer, I believe. Yes. Yeah. He told the Associated Press that he found it, quote, distasteful. He says, it, it's absurd they want to make a movie like this. 
It's popularizing a tragedy is what it's doing. I'm not surprised, but in my opinion, it's extremely distasteful. All we're doing is extending the pain all three of these families have gone through. Hello, you live in America. Right. There's always going to be a movie. Right. Yeah, like, which I do. I, I see some of his point because if I'm sure if I was one of the family members of one of the girls that were involved in that, I would be like, I wouldn't like that movie and I'd be like feeling some type of way about it. But yeah, like you said, I mean, it, it's Hollywood. They're going to do what they're going to do. Dahmer, Bundy. Yeah. They'll... They make their best movies, like, on true stories. So why would they not, you know, try and bank off of that? And they didn't use the real girls' names. It wasn't even the same story. So I think he was a little... I mean, I don't want to say dramatic about it, but... Like, and your daughter's the one that put this in motion? Right, so yeah, so she... Back off, buddy? Yeah. He just and I'm wants... sure you probably got some kind of money out of it, too. Oh, gosh, I'm sure. Like, I wonder if they reached out to, like, interview or do anything like that, but... But, yeah, I mean, that's how it goes. Uh, but, yeah, it's crazy to me that people still think that Slenderman is this real creature living out in the living out in the forest. <laughs> You want to go to Wisconsin and find the mansion? Um, I okay. promise I won't stab you. Okay, okay, fine, deal. You okay. gotta give me. Uh, I gotta have some of that peanut butter whiskey though to get me get me ready to go. <laughs> Girl, you hook me up. The whiskey will be packed. Perfect. <laughs> then I'm on board. Whiskey and wine. Oh, okay. Then I'm all set. I don't need anything else. <laughs> but not together. No, I don't know how that would be. We could uh, sep- uh, split up the times for it. <laughs> but yeah, that's the story of Slenderman. Uh, crazy, crazy stuff. If you guys have any stories or if you know any other tidbits of information on Slenderman, anything you've heard of or experienced or any more crimes you know of that happened because of this, definitely uh, let us know. Email us. Go to our website. Go to our Facebook page. All Horror, Wine, and Crime. And let us know because this is super interesting. Yeah, um, I'll admit I have not yet watched the movie. Have you seen the movie? I saw it when it first came out. Okay. So a I'm fuzzy. going to watch it though. It's a little fuzzy in my memory, but but I did watch like all the documentaries and the interviews and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I saw it from the true story. Aspect. That's more interesting for sure. I didn't watch it from the, but I did watch a TV show on Hulu. Um, Sponsor us. <laughs> Cruel Summer. Oh. And that was a pretty good uh, roller coaster of a show. I'm like, okay. Okay. So. You did start I, watching it? Yeah, I just finished the first season. Okay. So there's definitely going to be a season two, I'll tell you that much. But uh, yeah, that was my recent watch. That was pretty good. I have seen previews for that on. I think I just saw, like, YouTube abs, ads for it. But, I, yeah, I got to get on that Hulu train, that HBO train. You know, I've been telling her since last year when they had it for a dollar a month for Black Friday. I literally texted her and said, you guys, I'm the worst. go sign up right now. It's only 99 cents a month. And she worst. said she was going to do it. And I didn't because I'm the worst. <laughs> And I regret that decision. I'm literally going to have to go to her house and do it for her. <laughs> Mama Love, come help me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. But until then, she can just come over and watch him with me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> 
All right, guys, stay tuned for another uh, cool episode coming at you next week. Yes, real quick, though, um, we did order some stuff. Yes. For the contest. Mm-hmm. So we got... Are we talking about what we got? I didn't know if it was a surprise. <laughs> Is it a surprise or are we talking about it? Well, I thought we were going to tell people what was in it. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I just didn't want to blurt it out, blurt it out if we weren't going to. <laughs> Uh, uh, team communication. Yeah. <laughs> We're on top. We're on top of it, people. Um, so we, yeah, we got a horror trivia game. Uh, it's super cool. I obviously haven't opened it because I'm not gonna mess with y'all's stuff, but it looks super cool. Um, and we got um a like a horror mug cup thing. Is it a cup or was it a pack of cups or a cup? I don't remember. It hasn't arrived in my house yet. Okay, I'm pretty sure it's a plastic cup and like you get from Spirit. Like one's Michael Myers, one might be... Maybe we looked at two different things. (laughs) Pictures will be out soon ahead for the contest. You guys Um, were so professional. Apparently we were not prepared for this part of this segment. Um, Whiskey's kicking in and... Yes, nope, I looked it up. Lowe's right. They're like the stackable um, cups, so... There'll be a cup? They're, it's a three-pack, and they're uh, Halloween-themed. Jason I, Halloween, not like not like pumpkin. I mean, there's one. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying to me. Okay, so you get a cup, you'll get stickers that i we ordered um be like a horror movie stickers um we are going to put together a t-shirt but i'm going to wait to see who wins it so i can personalize of what their favorite horror movie is yes um and then we also got a candle that we will put in there and mm-hmm. a wax warmer so there'll be all kinds of fun yes goodies to add in there so get your uh donations in one dollar if you are local we are going to be selling tickets Yes. Um, if you are not local, then just click the donation on our Horror One Crime website, and with your name, so we can put your name on it, and we will be doing the drawing on September. What's it? Thirty first. Um, I believe so. I believe that's the last. The end day. of September. Yeah. So whatever the last Saturday in September is. <clears throat> um. But yes. Um. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth will be the last. Okay. Yes. So. September 25th will be the drawing. Um, so, yeah, there's some cool stuff. We gave one away, and I got the feedback saying that they were impressed, and they really liked it. They were excited of what we did. So hopefully the next winner will be that excited, too. Yes, definitely. Uh, and they'll be improving every time. And like Lo said, customized to what you like as far as the T-shirt. So definitely don't want to miss that. Absolutely. Okay. Well, on that note, he's got to go. Stay.